You know, I was backstage at a remix pro wrestling show one time when Dalton Castle dropped his wedding ring in the toilet. Did that really happen? It did. This is the throw down, low down. That's the kind of scoops you can expect <laughs> when you tune in. I am Chris. I am also the host of Super Wrestle Show on iTunes. And across from me is Adam Johnson, remix pro wrestling inventor. <laughs> There's old Dalton. I swear, we swear he said he said Remax Pro Wrestling, like it's a real estate company wrestling show. Hey, it makes sense. I mean, those guys are making some big bucks, so they could have invested in a wrestling company. And <laughs> I think over, that's what he thought. Hand over fist. You know, they're they're giving out mortgages for wrestling rings all over the place. Well, Adam, as the Remix Pro Wrestling inventor, you know, we've gone all over the board in the last couple of episodes, and we wanted to get back to a little more Remix type stuff and i've seen you at these shows and you're really holding everything together what is the most stressful part about running remix pro wrestling on the day of oh man it's simple delegating tasks is something that's very hard to do yeah and not that you don't like i've got a great crew and then the crew does a lot but um there's just it takes so much time to inform people of certain things that by the time that you inform them or or train them on the situation or whatever you want to call it it's like well why would i even do that it's just wasting too much time so you try to handle a lot of stuff on your own and man it's uh, i'm not a big talker and social situations can sometimes not be the best for me so you never know like some shows i'm really good some shows i'm not but um what i'm getting at is that uh that day and the night before, constant just texts and phone calls. Oh my God. And just, you know, hey, I'm here. Hey, is this da 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 There's a problem with the room. Yeah, just that. <laughs> uh, you know, so just, and that's the worst part, man. When the simple things, the stuff that you take for granted goes wrong mm-hmm. and you're just not prepared for it because it's like, this is easy stuff. Like, when a wrestler goes to check in a room and you've reserved it, well, then they should just be able to check into their room. Yeah. But, you know, we had some issues with some rooms in, in the past. And then you're, you're calling and it's, you're talking to someone that's not, <laughs> that's not American. Right. And I mean, and doesn't know who Tatanka is. <laughs> and <they're, laughs> you're trying, you're, you're trying to straighten out the situation and they're just like, saying a for apple b for billy and oh, just God. it's just it's horrible man i saw and moose was like very laid back dude mm-hmm. but man i was starting to see a scary side of him when we could not get this hotel situation oh, really? figured out oh i didn't yeah. know i didn't hear about that was it before or after the show i was after the show man there's this hotel in columbus and there's two of them yeah okay and um so and that's Two hours from here. Yeah. So after yeah. the show, he'd already driven two hours. Well, no, no, it was it, well before they, you know, they got off the airplane and they wanted to go check in. And they get to the hotel and they're I like, see. "There's no reservation there." Well, we assumed the issue was the fact that there was another hotel within ten, you know, less than ten minutes from yeah. each other with the same exact name. Um, so we didn't think too much more about it. When they go to leave, they're like, Hey, check into this. I call the hotel. Cause, uh, James storm had already called and said, Hey, they stay, this hotel says they don't have a room. I was like, I've got the reservation right here in my email. So I'm pulling up, looking at it, call the dude. And he's like, no, there's no reservation. Like it's right here. I'm, I'm reading off the confirmation number and he's like arguing with me that that's why not do e- you lie liar. That's, that's not even a, like a, a confirmation number. And, and the dude was, he was horrible. And then, so we call him book a different room. But then, like I said, we get a hold of somebody that's not 
speaking good English, and it's it's very hard to understand them, and they're not understanding. And man, it was it was rough just trying to get a hotel, book a new hotel room when the other one was already paid for. Mm-hmm. It's just. Did you get a refund? I didn't get a refund. Oh, dude, what the hell? It's. <laughs> And that's the stuff that's like stupid. It's like right. I've, you know, I've booked a hotel. Like, the, and, the, and like you wonder afterwards if like James Storm and Moose thought, "Who's this amateur?" You know, well, you or, know. Is he, or is he just trying to take us for a ride and not actually pay right. for the hotel? So, I mean, I guess a lot of these guys that I've met and know, I just you know, they know that just crap happens sometimes. You know, so I, I would give them at least the benefit. Of the doubt, but yeah, you know, it does suck that your reputation's out there on the line. Well, you know, know, I don't know if you'll know what I'm talking about because I don't want to say any names, (laughs) which is a great way to start out a story. You know, you're in for a good story. Uh, But there was something that happened. There was a certain, uh, I'll say talent, not a wrestler that was on the shows for a while and uh, abruptly retired, I suppose. I don't know. And uh, still was hanging around the shows and helping out, in air quotes. I say helping out. Oh, and right yeah. before the show started, something got messed up or something, and I can't remember exactly what happened. Do you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> I I think I do, Chris. Could you elaborate a little bit more? Does this involve a wolf in any way? <laughs> <laughs> It might. <laughs> I could. So this was a, a former uh, performer or former contributor to Remix Pro Wrestling, and they, they were helping out. And I swear, something right before the show have like started got screwed up by this person. Hey, allegedly this event went down, and the person that you really need to speak to on this matter is Joe Offenberger. Yeah, Joe Offenberger laid down the law. Sure, and you know he may have even overreacted a little bit, but. <laughs> But, you know, at that point, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. But so. what happened? Do you know? I mean, is it not something we can share? Or? I, I, I don't know all the situation. I really don't. I I, I remember something about some kind of, um, you know, recordings um, being taken that weren't, you know, oh. we didn't give permission to do. And, oh, I um, see. Yeah, so I, I, I know what you're talking about, but that needs to be a, definitely a Joe. We got to save that for Joe then. I know there was something like that. because yeah, we like- talked, you know, Joe was on earlier and you know how, you know, pretty cool and mellow, yeah. and dude lost it that night, man. He was <laughs> it's the best. He was, he was, he, he when was, the cool dudes lose it, it's terrifying. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've lost it at a couple of shows, man. I can't imagine. Yes. I can't imagine it. Uh, I've seen you stressed out. I've never seen you really lose it on anybody, but I just remember the night. I will say this, and we'll get the full story next time we have Joe in, but just to give you a little teaser for the ending, as I was leaving the event, the person in question. Uh, proclaimed to the heavens, as far as I'm concerned, Remix Pro Wrestling is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I was making that up. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess don't ever take for granted how much things like this mean to people. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I guess. But I don't think people really realize, you know, our friends at AIW have a great podcast out there called The Card is Going to Change. And they cover a lot of this type of stuff, you know. They talk a lot about how what goes into putting on a show, but I don't. I, I just don't think people realize how stressful it is, you know. And, and Remix puts on two huge shows, at least two every year, and so much goes into it. And we talked about cancellations. Yeah, it's, I mean, 
part of it is it's six months in advance we're trying to book these guys and um a lot of the times it, it gets very very tricky because believe it or not we're you know we're starting to promote shows before some of the bigger companies are um, right the, before the you know tna's ring of honors all those guys know what their schedule is going to be and then they release dates well mm. now these guys are obligated to go and do this um but it happens with some of the other independents too um just most recently um another uh, promotion uh announced their their um their show was coming up on april 22nd as well and that uh i don't know you probably should have heard by now we've announced it. we tried to get the word out there but um unfortunately um um oh fuck dude i think uh ray rose who you're looking for right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> he's already dead to you no no, no. he's so, a great guy arrayro is unable to make it um you know new obligations popped up and that happens um so then you start to look around and you look for the you know your new options and we've had fun with this man there's been lots of times where the the second option is just uh just as good if not better um and uh, i'm i have not never personally worked with chase stevens um I'm a huge fan of his work. Um, so Chase Stevens is coming in, a guy that could that could really take it to Chance Profit, um, a guy that is, um, how do you want to say, just uh, he's on Chance's level. He's a guy that is um, well-known, a guy that could easily come in and uh, put on a great match with Chance. Well, he's a fantastic guy. Um, I again, I feel like the story of this podcast is me saying like I met so and so in two thousand and seven. Well, you know, I did. I, I ran, and you know, I did shows with him twelve years ago, and uh, he's always been a teacher, and he's always been a great guy uh, in any of the locker rooms I've been in, and just a wealth of knowledge. We're talking about a guy who. At least last I talked to him was living in or around Nashville, and just is uh, he's a legit pro, man. I mean, the guy just wrestles, you yeah, know, full time wrestler, yeah, like fifteen times a month or something. You know, I mean, he's always wrestling someplace. Because one of my, <laughs> I forget who he was wrestling, but it, it was when he was tagging with Andy Douglas back when they were the Naturals. And uh, God, I forget what happened, but something went sideways in the match. And he came in the back, and he was hot about it. And, you know, I mean, he was just upset. He wasn't really yelling at anyone in particular, but I just remember hearing him go, you can't wrestle once a month and expect to be any good. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember who he was talking about, but he was hot about it. I, but, I've, I've heard some some stories about those guys, man. Those, the uh, Naturals? Yeah, the Naturals, man. I heard, like... Uh, I met, man, Andy Douglas was a great guy, man. I know he got out of the business and moved on, but... Uh, uh, which is always one of those things where, as a wrestler, you always say, "Oh, good for you, brother! <laughs> you, know, you, you kicked the habit." But you want to talk like wrestlers and fighters, and I've heard those guys could throw down old school guys. You they know, could old throw down guys. on the lowdown. They could. They. I don't want either one of them throwing down on the lowdown. I'll tell you that. But Chase is a tough guy, and that's that's you know that's that's a cowboy. That's a shoot, <laughs> uh, and it's going to be a fight. I mean, you know, Chance. Uh, I've known Chance again, long, long time, and these two guys are. I agree with you, Adam. They're on the same caliber. You know, this is this is a big main event. I think he could really take it to chance. I think that he has uh, all the ability. Um, I think that he's a very tough guy. Um, I think that he uh, he's ready to to take it to chance. He pronouns, pal. God damn it. <laughs> so okay, Chase Chase Stevens. Chase Stevens, I love it. <laughs> Open him up. <laughs> 
<laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Chance Prophet, Chase Stevens, um, a match that is going to be just as good as the original match. Um, Chance Prophet, though, he's been going through it, man. Uh, a guy that uh, he just can't seem to catch a break with people wanting to, to rip off his stuff, man. Oh, I, man. Okay. I was at IW East Coast. Good friends. Love the guys. Tawny, how are you, buddy? Um, and I was just telling Chance. I got in the locker room. I was like, man. I was like, I shook his hand, you know, like I always do. And I was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this sucks. I was just like, I've seen so many Chance Profits on TV and on the Internet. And it wasn't a day later. It was the same weekend. I sent him a screen cap that I had seen online just on through Facebook. You know, you, you follow all of these wrestling feds that you've never heard of or whatever from like Wyoming or wherever the hell they are. And uh, and uh, it was two guys. uh who look like backyard wrestlers, honestly, but they were painted up just like chance. And I was just like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I was like, we need to get you a really good attorney. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, he should at least be get, making some of this money off these guys stealing stuff. Um, chance, uh, just talk about his resume though, here in remix pro. Um, he actually won the remix pro heavyweight championship back in power play. That was one of the shows we did at the, the tri-state school or not tri-state, the uh, Ewing school. Were you ever at one of those shows, Chris? I was, uh, because the lights in there are really yellow. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't only that <laughs> the, the room was orange. Yeah. So it was no matter what the lighting and the pictures looked weird. Everything. It seemed weird. like one of the rooms from like Willy Wonka that was like, this is the orange room. <laughs> Smash all the oranges. But I, but I, <laughs> I feel like we've been pretty lucky with the, the buildings that we have been able to run. I, I like that building. I it's thought, a great building. I thought, yeah. you know, it was nice how we were able to set up the, the backstage area and have all that area open. You had, what's it? Velvet sky on that one. Who was that? Yeah, one of the we, TNA. We've ladies. had several. Yeah. Velvet sky was there, but we, yeah. I think we end up doing about four shows from, uh, from there um but any, uh, yeah go ahead uh so he won uh the heavyweight championship at power play so we're talking august 5th of 2012 kept that championship until october 8th of 2015 good grief yeah so that's <laughs> quite the title reign um and his as champion um he has wins over gangrel you might have heard of a couple of these guys yeah michael elgin adam pierce brodus clay <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the list goes on. The only uh, three-time Remix Pro Heavyweight Champion as well. Um, so if, I, you got to believe with everything that's going on with uh, the people trying to you know imitate him, um, and you know he's had a rivalry that you know where Raw Mathis took the belt and then he took it back. You got to believe he's going to be fired up and ready t- for this match on April twenty-seventh. Well, you know, and it, it's it's cliche, but they say that imitation is the greatest form of flattery, and, and I know it's it's no consolation, but uh, Chance Prophet is often, often, often imitated, but never duplicated. One of a kind guy, one of a kind performer, and. There's a reason why he's been top of the heap in remix since around about day one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's definitely one of the guys who helped build the brand. Uh, Chance came onto the scene at Throwdown for the Pound 2. Right. Um, it's interesting. Um, I believe, if I if I looked at this correctly, um, Chance Profit would go on to be on uh, every event except uh, the outside event that we did. So he missed the first throwdown, missed the outside event, but I believe he was on every other event that we've done. I know this isn't something you want to hear, 
because running these events is so stressful, but I miss the smaller events. Yeah. I miss the out, the outside event was a blast. Kevin Sullivan was there. Uh, I missed the Ewing school events. I think they were a great time, man. You know, Chris, I was going to mention this, um, in the ring on April 22nd. And of course I'll say it again there too, but, uh, I've just trying to been doing, doing a little history. I mean, I remember a lot of things, but I forget a lot too. Um, so as I compiled some of those, these listings and facts, um, Actually, this will be our 20th event. So 15, wow. 15 throwdowns, 20th um, live event, um, and that does not include the, the you know the meet and greets we've done with sure. guys like Hurricane Helms and sure. Um, you know we had uh, Zach Zach Gowan come in and, and talk about his life story. Um, so that's a big one for us. I mean, 20, that's, that's, I think, I mean, granted it's taken us a few years to get to 20, but that's exactly the way, the path that we wanted to go. It's been 20 very successful shows. I mean, you know, what, what wrestling federation, I can only think of it just a handful that can say that they had 20 successful events in a row. You know, and I think part of the, we talked about this part of the magic of remakes is that it doesn't happen every month. Right, Right. Right. It gives you something to look forward to. Um, Oh, we got a second here. Again, follow us on Twitter. Um, you can find us Remix Pro on all of these things: Facebook, Twitter, you know, our website remixprowrestling.com, um, and we're also on Instagram. Did you see that new thing we're doing on Tuesdays with the Tattoo Tuesday? Tattoo Tuesday. Now, I will say, I've so far figured out none of them. <laughs> they go up. I, I, we've had uh, so we start out. We had uh, Joe Offenberger, who's been a guest here on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we went on and we had uh, Steph Leopard was another one. Um, Cole Cash most recently. So we'll come at you again uh, every Tuesday. We're trying to do that. We might miss a week, but pretty cool feature. And uh, speaking of tattoos, Chris. Well, if you want a tattoo, there's only one place you can go. If you live in or around Marietta, there's one place in town you can go. That's Monkey's Uncle. Monkey's Uncle Tattoo. It's over on the west side. Is that right? That's right. That's the west side, right? I know it's over across kind of Harmer Village area. But, you know, tattoo places come and go, man. I mean, I I have... uh, God, I don't even know. Six or seven tattoos, and I've probably gone to uh, three or four different shops to get those. And it's it it's a you know it, it goes without saying that a tattoo is a scary commitment, right? I mean, it's <laughs> it's pretty permanent. I mean, of all the things that last forever, it's kind of the most permanent. And uh, if you want to go to a quality place, I really suggest you check out Monkey's Uncle because not only are they a great tattoo place, you know, some place you'd have to go to a bigger city, Marietta. I mean, not a huge city. But you'd have to drive up to, you know, Chicago or, or, you know, someplace like that to get a nice quality tattoo like this. But you can get it right here in your backyard. If you're living in this area, you can go to Monkey's Uncle and get one hell of a tattoo. There's one thing wrestlers like these days, apparently, Adam, is tattoos. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of Chris, you're talking about uh, driving hours to see something. I kind of like to say that we're on the same, you know, level here with Remix and, and Remix Pro and then uh, Monkey's Uncle Tattoo because – uh, basically, we both pride ourselves on being something big in a you know a smaller yeah. city. Um, you would have to go. I mean, this is not what I grew up watching in the middle of Ohio Valley. No. And oh I mean, my god. <laughs> no. And I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive because that honestly, like, um, you know, WWF is what got me into it. But this this indie stuff, man, it hooked me. Yeah. And it was it was something about just you know seeing the poster walking past the newsstand and then seeing, Oh my God, like this guy that I've seen on WWE is actually coming to the area. Right. Um, and it's not Dick flair. 
Did you, did you, well, did you ever hear about um, Hogan Hogan versus Flair being oh, yeah. advertised? Yeah. It was going to happen. Old, uh, I think Tri-State, was that the one? I, was I, think, I think it did happen, man. It was it was Horace Hogan versus <laughs> David Flair. Yeah, I just remember the poster said Hogan versus Flair in a cage. Yeah. Parkersburg City Park Pavilion. Yeah, no pictures. <laughs> no pictures. <laughs> But, you know, I, it was still cool, man. It was something I look back to my childhood. But um, I kind of just made this, when I started this, I was like, I can do this better than what there is to offer in this area. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. And I just, like, I'm not trying to sound cocky about no, the whole situation. No, it's not. But it's I not. hope that these people that are, are my, like, when I was this age going to these indie shows, understand what they truly have in front of them. I mean. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's one of those things where, it's a message that was given to me when I was 17 by a, um, a psychology teacher, of all things, that I had in high school. I had never told anybody, despite the fact that I grew up around wrestling, my uncle uh, was a wrestler and, and, and a promoter. And, you know, ever since I can remember, I was at the matches and I was taking the guy's jackets back or I was helping with the bell or keep time or whatever it was. Um, I remember my first show. I, it was Wahoo McDaniel and uh, Ivan Koloff in the main event. Uh, I was three or four years old, but I've been around it my whole life, but I never really seriously, I was always embarrassed. I never told anybody that I wanted to be a pro wrestler. And then we had a project due in my, uh, I think it was my junior or senior year and we had to write what we wanted to be. And I thought, well, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to write a paper about this. I want to be a pro wrestler. And I was scared to death when I turned that paper in and I almost didn't do it and just took the zero and I turned it in and I'll never forget what the teacher wrote on it. He said, somebody has to be a pro wrestler. Why not you? And that's something that I will spread around to every youth, every person I ever work with. I direct in a, in a musical or a play, or I teach in a classroom. Uh, and Adam, that's exactly what you've done is somebody has to be a promoter. Why can't you do it? And why can't you do it better? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very positive message. Chris. <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing that with us, man. Well, it's just, it's just the truth. You know, someone has to do it. And, uh, you know, uh, not only that, not only someone has to be a pro wrestler or a promoter, but someone has to interview John Morrison around here. Yeah, man. How, <laughs> how did we, you know, we landed that one, right? That's pretty big for us you, here to throw down. You know, down. not only is he a WWE superstar, not only is he a Lucha Underground superstar, because, uh, you know, he might not be on WWE currently, but once a superstar, always a superstar. You don't just stop being a superstar, right? Yeah, Chris, and I think he left on his own terms, too. Yeah. So. I mean, if Nikolai Volkov's still a, a superstar, <laughs> <laughs> then I think John Morrison's still a superstar. But not only all those great things, not only is he in the new movie, what's that movie called? Uh, uh, the Bounty Hunter movie? I yeah, think. yeah, Boone, yeah. Boone the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, man, that looks cool, dude. I'm pretty psyched it's to watch It's a big that. deal, right? I mean, it's all over the internet, and that's the thing in, the, in, the, in this age of the internet. These things just take off. Uh, so not only is he a superstar, but he's coming to Marietta, Ohio, and he's going to be here on April 22nd, 2017. I'm talking to Marietta Middle School. Tickets available at RemixProWrestling.com. Also available at We Love Pets down here in Marietta. But most importantly, we got him on the line. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I'm really excited, man. I think I've said this. I cannot, uh, you know, I don't know how else to say it. I can't put this guy over more because I've said it before and I'll say it again. Just a down-to-earth, solid 
dude. I mean, if you, you're talking about dudes, you're talking about Matt Cross. We, we talk about Matt Cross so much, but you're talking about another dude that's just going to come and you're going to love him. And I think he's going to have a good experience with the fans. But and that's always a huge thing. But more importantly than that, that match is going to deliver on April twenty second. Facade and John Morrison. I just you're talking about two guys that are absolutely just in their prime, yeah. just ready to yeah. show the world, hey, this is what we have to offer, and it's time that people you know take notice of what's going on in independent wrestling. And we talked about the clashing of styles. We talked about how no no pun intended for AJ who's been here quite a few times, but we talked about the clashing of Jack Pollock and Marion Fontaine. We talked about the frat versus the mega plowers, the party makers versus the party breakers, right? But two styles that lend each other and are very, uh, very similar, lend each other to a great match are Facade and John Morrison. And what I did was I got the good brother on the phone. And on the other side of this break, you're going to find out what he had to say about it. Okay, so this is the part where... An interview with Johnny Morrison, Mundo, uh, whatever else names. This is the part where that interview would go, but we had a problem. I had a problem. We, I'll say we, I'll blame Adam. Adam had a problem. I will say this, however, I spent a lot of time talking to Mr. Morrison at uh, remix backstage and he's a great guy and uh you definitely should check out his movie uh boone the bounty hunter i didn't realize that he directed it he wrote it he produced it and and obviously starred in it uh he's a sweetheart of a guy and uh definitely support people like that but the interview is uh gone <laughs> but hey that is the world of pod. So as I throw it back to myself and Adam in the studio, uh, not apartment, we will probably be talking about how great the interview was and how cool it was. But uh, yeah, it's not here. Back to you guys. So pretty crazy, right? I never in my life thought that I'd be talking to to John Morrison, a uh, great, great, great guy, and uh, can't wait to see him on 422. But what we were talking about on the air, and I just went ahead and hopped over and hit the record button because we're talking about how pro wrestlers spend more time in the car than they do in the ring. Oh, a lot more. And that sounds trite, and that sounds like, well, of course, yeah, they have to go there. But like, they really think about that. Like, imagine if you spent eight hours driving to work, you were there for about 15 minutes, <laughs> and then came back. You know, Well, actually, more realistically, you drove eight hours to work, you sat back you sat back in the break room for about three hours and tried to figure out what to do with yourself, and you went out and did your job for 15 minutes and then came back and waited for someone to give you your paycheck, <laughs> and then got in your car again for eight hours. It's so, so bizarre, man. It is a bizarre lifestyle, and, and it was wasn't until my wife actually points it out to me all the time. I was telling you that, you know, I'll get to a show in like Michigan and something, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm already done." And she's like, "How long was the match?" I'm like, "Oh, about 13 minutes." And she's like, "Wow, seven hours uh, up for 13 minutes." <laughs> from the from a promoter's standpoint, it almost seems selfish to be like like you almost feel like you can't tell somebody they can go less than 10 minutes. Like, I mean, like it's like you almost feel guilty for it now. Like when you really think about it, I mean, I didn't have a a long career in wrestling, so I can't say that I traveled too far with it, but now like the, the, you know, the shows are a whole experience for me. And I mean, yes, I don't know that I ever really get to enjoy it because it's very stressful. Right. But I mean, 
most nights at the end of the night, I'm very happy, and I didn't get to see some of it, and I did enjoy it. But it's the whole the whole experience, man. And but I mean, from a wrestler's standpoint, it's got to be slightly different. I mean, you're there for your match, basically. Yeah, there's some camaraderie there, and you're there for the promotion. But I mean, you're there for your match, and you travel, and like more so than like being in a car for three or four hours. Look at the guys that fly, sure. you know, clear across the world, and then only have a ten minute match. And I mean, it's just it's so crazy. It is weird, but you know they can say oh well you work for 10 minutes and you get paid but the real work is sitting in the car it's sitting in the airport it's sitting in the back you know it's planning and and, and also how about the thousands of hours that people train you know. <laughs> you know not only in the gym but in the ring so there's a lot to go to you know that's like saying a stand-up comedian well you only work an hour a night it's like no they work for 20 years yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know they deserve it <laughs> you know they've devoted their life to it so we talk about guys like you know there's a lot of us but you know guys like matt cross come to mind you know we talk about him a lot but he's a hard-working guy but i think one thing we wanted to get into here is uh we try to be an interactive uh podcast and we took some fan questions on facebook and adam why don't you lead us off all right we got a question here from dale durham um, it says big names you'd like to see appear at a future show after April 22nd's show. So who do you want to see, Chris? Uh, Nikolai Volkov. Well, my thing is, I, you know, I've always liked to see a blend of, uh, a legend uh, to some degree. And, uh, someone who's hot at the time, you know, hot on the indies, you know, like, like, uh, I'd like to see, I like to see it worked out to get, uh, Ray Rowan again at some point. You know, I thought I was really excited to see him come in. Uh, and I'm even more excited to see Chase Stevens debut, <laughs> you know, at, right. at, on, on April 22nd. But I always like a blend of, of things like that. And I'd like to see some guys come back. I'd love to see Boom Boom Cole Cabana make his way back. You know, I think, I think you always get your money's worth with guys like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Um, uh, no holds barred here. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. You're booking Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Cody Rhodes, man. That's, yeah, that'd that's, be great. That's the big get for me. I, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. That, I mean, there's there's just so many big names that yeah. we've worked with. Um, but to me, that's, I just think that'd be so special, man. Cody Rhodes, man. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think he would be, uh, a big, big draw and kudos for him for breaking out on his own. Cause he could have easily just been dusty Rhodes son his whole career, but man, you say Cody Rhodes and fans are going to get there. All right. Moving on to the next question here from Jason M. Teasley, not to be confused with Jason R. Teasley, I guess. Uh, the question is uh, the difference between hot dog chili and hot dog sauce, uh, to which uh, yeah. you actually corrected his spelling of sauce. He spelled sauce S-A-U-S-E like a freaking moron. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> Well, this is something that goes all the way back to a past podcast I was on. It goes back uh, over a year, I think, now, which is, I think, a regional thing because he said he, he went on Facebook and he was a fan of an old podcast I was on and he said, is it hot, called hot dog sauce or hot dog chili? And I was like, uh, sauce, pal. Like, hot dog chili. Like, that's a chili. <laughs> it it dog. becomes, well, it becomes chili. I mean, once it's on a hot dog, it becomes sauce. Right. But so, also, you know, uh, I feel like a hot dog with sauce is different from a chili dog. Oh, you do? I mean, I think so because I think the chili is like thicker. Well, yeah, there's, you know definitely, what I, mean? I mean, sauce is like, it, sauce just, isn't chili. Sauce is like shit. I mean, sauce, <laughs> sauce, hot dog sauce comes out. I love it. <laughs> hot dog, damn pal. 
Hot dog sauce comes in a can. Give the sauce. It's, a, it's in a can. Put the sauce in a can. <laughs> like chili is like, you know, that's well, Jock Sampson about his chili, bro. Well, that's the thing Josh was saying. I was like, okay, you're confusing a, a, a hot dog with sauce, which is like a bit runnier, whatever, kind of a meat sauce. Like shit. Like I just right. Said. Yes, exactly. Or chili dog, which has chili on it, which is not sauce, you yeah. idiot. And we got in a big online argument. And, you know, he's a buddy. So, like, we got in a big online argument, and people thought it was real. They're like, Jason, that guy looks real big. You, probably, I think he's mad. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to fight a guy over hot dog sauce versus hot dog chili. That's like the soda pop debate, you know, whether it's called soda, whether it's called pop. It just depends on where you're from. It doesn't really matter, but I will say as a kid it was pop, and now as an adult I've, I've went with the more modern uh, soda. Sody. So moving on, Ben Lamp, great supporter of Remix Pro. Will there be any chance of a ladder match on an upcoming event? Mm. They are my absolute favorite. Well, you know, any riot match, anything can happen in a riot match. We can't say whether there'll be a ladder involved or not. But he, I assume he's talking about uh, like a belt or a, an item hanging from the ceiling, and one must climb a ladder to uh, attain the item, right? Yeah, it's been a while since I can recall a ladder match in Remix Pro. I remember the first um, TLC match that we did. Uh, allegedly, we did because uh, TLC is probably WWE copyright. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, a match. We, we'll call it a crazy, sexy love match. <laughs> crazy, sexy, cool match. There we go. Um, we get it the second time around. So we had um, Vance Desmond and uh, Facade for the Remix Pro Heavyweight Championship. So that was a, a classic. Yeah. Um, I remember another match where a guy that that recently started um, uh, having conversations with again, um, Chris Chris Silvio. Mm. Um, he was in a ladder match, and that was, I know it was it was Chris and it was Omega, and uh, I don't recall uh, who else was in that match. But um, brings me to the I believe the last ladder match that we did was for the Riot Championship, and um, I actually just saw Cole Cash yeah. made a post. That um that was four years ago to four years ago that that he won that match. Wow. So that's crazy. That's a long time. So it's well overdue. So that's a great question, man. It's good that fans can get involved. And you know, thinking just popped in my head, this has nothing to do with ladders, but you know who I want to see back at Remix is handicapped heroes. Yeah, good guys. Good I want to see those guys at a Remix Pro Wrestling show in the future. But uh we can move right along. Um Samantha Adams asks with the women's wrestling more on notice nowadays do you think there's a possibility of remix ever having women's tag titles what do you think um i'm sure it's possible but i think more so than just the you know more so than that um i believe it's probably going to be um more likely that you'll see more at least uh one women's matches on our show and sure. then possibly two um i think that's the, the direction that we need to go um we're really limiting ourselves to a talent pool that is is, is massive on the independent level with these women that are so talented yeah um by doing it as still as an attraction match if you will and also massively signed frequently <laughs> <laughs> that's true too um, but I just feel like you can't get enough of these girls on the shows with just sure. one match. Um, we've done that a couple times, had two women's matches, and I think that yeah. that's something that um, 
that we'll go back to. I'd love to. I mean, one girl that we just can't seem to get on our shows enough is Britt Baker. Uh, you know what? I just ran into her at IWC not that long ago, and I had the awkward moment where, it's for some reason in my head, I thought she was on the next remake show, and I was like, hey, I guess I'll see you at remakes. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, maybe not. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's funny that you had that little tidbit there, Chris, because – <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to have Britt Brit on um, more shows. She's I, great. You, you, she's going to be gone. I don't know how she's not already. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not going to take much more. So Santana Garrett's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Santana booked for one of the, for that outside show. Yeah. Um, which leads me to another question. The questions were pouring in. But it was in a different area, Chris. So <laughs> can, can you... Well, but I guess the point is, you know, I can even think of – a couple of women that I know, which is uh, Kimberly and Heidi Loveless, who are they're, they got snatched up, man. They got signed, you know. So they're 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 off the independent scene. So it just you have to get them while get them while you can because they get they get signed, they get locked up. So um, Nick Graham, in a different section of our social media, asks, "Are you planning on doing another outdoor show in the near future?" That'd be nice. Yeah. And I could say, if I ever have a decision to be made, <laughs> that will never happen. <laughs> Ever again. It's a rough deal, isn't hey, man, it? I got funny stories about that show, Chris. Yeah. So that concludes the the interactive part of the of the podcast. But um, so the guy that approached me, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this happens to AIW too. I hear about it all the time. People will come to you and be like, "Hey, um, I want to put on this show with you. Yeah, I want to do something. I want to do a wrestling show. Sure." <laughs> Ninety five percent of the time, maybe ninety nine percent of the time, I'm sorry, we're not interested. Yeah. But there's that little bit that against your better judgment, sometimes you just say, Okay, let's do this. Sure. So the person that was uh to help with the show that had the idea for the show, uh man, not a bad guy I don't think, but it came up with so many things that he could guarantee he could pull off. Great. Okay. So at one point, I was guaranteed that we were going to have a helicopter oh. fly above nice. and land in the field behind where the show was taking place. Perfect. Of course. Um, now, I don't know if you know this or not, and I didn't know this, but apparently it's very, very expensive to fly right. a helicopter yes. with fuel and just uh, <laughs> everything that it requires sure. to fly a helicopter. But Pilots so, aren't cheap. Yeah, and yeah. supposedly, though, this guy was just, he was super excited to mm -hmm. land behind us during this event. Perfect. Of course, that never came to happen. No. Many things never came to happen. Um, so it brings me to the, the whole Santana uh, Garrett deal. Um, we had her booked. Um, you know, we're really, you know, revealing some stuff here, but yeah. uh, basically, it was one of those things where it was, hey, we're so if if it's okay with you, we're still going to pay you, but uh, we'll just work out something for a future show. Because at this point, when this guy didn't come through with the sponsors that he was supposed to offer, we had to start cutting costs where we could. Right, and that's one of the things. Yeah, we pulled Santana from the show. But she still got paid. But hey, that extra expense of the flight and the hotel and all this—that's now gone. So right. that was something that we were able to do something with. She gets to you know sit at home and still make money. So it's a win-win for everyone. But um, you know, in a roundabout way, 
we have had Santana Garrett booked on shows before. It just didn't come to be because of guys and false promises and, <laughs> and helicopters. Man. Because of some bastard <laughs> helicopter. Well, that's just, it's crazy. You know, I don't think anybody realizes what really goes into all this stuff. But so if you're hoping for an outdoor show, uh, go ahead and piss yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you want an outside show, man, go to your backyard. <laughs> Put in a remix DVD. Get you a trampoline. Yeah. Hey, I don't got nothing against backyard wrestling. Man. No. Go, no, go break course. your neck. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> go and get on that trampoline every have a show. You know, uh, it, it's just, I'm glad that we can do this because people finally get to see what goes into all this. But uh, this is not, this is not the final episode before the show. No, we've got This is more. the semi-main event. Semi-main. It was a good one, man. It wasn't bad. It was it, 30, John 30 Morrison, minutes. <laughs> man. John you get John Morrison in your semi. I mean, who's going to be in the main? King Kong Bundy? <laughs> Nikolai Volkov? No. <laughs> None of those people. <laughs> hey, Skinner. <laughs> you, know who, you know who needs to be on a remake show? RJ City. Oh, yeah? You like RJ? I love RJ City. I need to see more of his stuff, man. He's fantastic. Great friend of mine. Great guy. One, he's from Canada, but he's one of the good ones. <laughs> he's got a job and everything you know <laughs> uh, you know who doesn't like canadians jock samson oh man hates him he doesn't he can't stand him i mean i, I won't tell you what he calls him because <laughs> i don't think i could say it on itunes <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good idea yeah it's probably a great idea well listen we have one more stop one more stop as the road to remix rolls on and that's on uh their show is on april 22nd that's remixprowrestling.com and you need to go get your tickets we're going to be in marietta ohio it is always a fun time there's always a ton of merchandise to check out from all of your favorite wrestlers it's uh it's a flea market out there uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I love that wrestlers get their space. I'm never going to tell a wrestler they can't, man. But I feel like I'm f- competing. I mean, it's like it's hard to sell. It's hard to sell our shit, man. Yeah, it's, it's like, hard to uh, sell remake shirts. You know, whew, yeah. I will say, but that's that's good because that means these guys are th- being creative, man. You guys yeah. come up with some good, good stuff. That's how you make your, you make the money, man. <clears throat> I'll say, even though the Mega Plowers might be uh, they might be hated here in remakes, but even the Mega Plowers have a good weekend. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen it, man. A lot of stuff it gets bought, man. I'm thinking about uh, maybe I'll bring some shopping carts from We Love Pets, <laughs> so so the customers can pass it, you know, push those around to get their merchandise. There you go. Start start getting some uh, those totes you can buy, those tote bags you can buy for yeah, ten like cents, like the canvas or... bags or whatever. <laughs> well, get your tickets, get to remix, Adam. I'm gonna put you right on the spot and say, give us the last word for this episode. Oh man, I've got nothing prepared, Chris. so adam i'm going to go ahead and put you right on the spot here and ask you uh for the final word for this episode Oh, Chris, I don't have anything to say, but I heard the hitman does. Well, you know, uh, my brother Owen, you know, uh, used to, uh, you know, run around the house, you know, and uh, talk about uh, talk about remix pro wrestling, you know, and uh, run around and, you know, 
Shawn Michaels wants to call himself the boy toy, you know, and uh, uh, Remix Pro Wrestling, you know, going to be on 422. And, uh, you know, uh, when I uh, think about, you know, missing the show, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'd rather blow my brains out. (laughs) 